the CDSFA Community Football Podcast. Hello, I'm Gilbert Lorcay, and welcome to episode 33 of the CDSFA Community Football Podcast. With community football coming to an end over the next few weeks, we thought it would be a great time to catch up with the Chief Executive Officer of the CDSFA, Mr Ian Holmes. All right, Ian, thanks very much for joining us. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Gilbert. Okay. Now, listen, it's been a big season. We've obviously um, been able to play football, looks like, to, to the very end of the season. That's, that's, that, that's right. Um, I do have to say there were more than a few uh, nervous moments as to whether or not we would um, get through the season. Yeah. I don't want to jinx us. Mm. We've still got a few weeks to go, but at least it's looking very promising. Mm. Can you give us an update? I know there's been a few interpretations, uh, the change in the, um, the whether we have a number of parents that can attend games. What's the latest there from the football perspective? Well, uh, the recommendation from the, the public um, – uh, the, sorry, the Department of Health yep. uh, and the um, uh, state medical officer yep. is that now more than one parent may attend right. um, fixtures in, involving their children. Mm-hmm. However, they are still stressing that it is important that family groups uh, still practice social distancing. Yeah. In terms of the 1.5, uh, 1.5 meters, mm-hmm. they are still discouraging, mm. recommending that people don't carpool. Okay, again, that's that's understandable. But in terms yeah. of a family unit, sure, uh, the um, recommendation is that's now permissible. Right, fantastic. Um, and with a couple of weeks, so community football really should um, be concluding in, in the next two weeks, right? For us, it will conclude in the next two weeks. The yeah. only thing that will go beyond that will be the Grace Martin Trophy and yeah. the Bill Brackenbury Cup. Right, so they go actually into finals. Yes, they do. Right. They're the only two competitions that um, have a final series this year yeah. and that is related to the, the prize money that is um, yeah. is available. And the recommendation, obviously, in terms of presentations at the end of the year, obviously that's uh, at the moment that's that's obviously recommended that we don't have any presentations or face to face interaction at the end. Uh, uh, that's that is still uh, that's yeah. still the the new norm uh, yeah. at this moment. The advice is uh, not to have um, uh, formal presentations and mm. uh, and gatherings of that nature. Yeah, great. How the um, <laughs> How the incident's been on the pitch, uh, in terms of uh, you know uh, referees and uh, and uh, conduct of players, has it been better? Because I know the first couple of weeks we had people getting a bit excited there. You know they've been trapped in their homes and then let loose on the park. Has it been better over the last couple of months? It it hasn't it hasn't uh, improved unfortunately. Right. Whether it is um, a, uh, a symptom yep. of the stresses and strains that uh, some people are feeling as a result of restrictions around COVID-19, mm. whether it is related to the economic downturn, 
Mm. Uh, people having lost their jobs or being stood down or in fear of uh, potential uh, job losses um, that has impacted yeah. on the use of common sense. Mm. Um, again, it's been, it's been disappointing. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's not something that we could say is a good thing for no, the game. No, sure, sure. Um, but then you have to weigh that up against the fact that uh, football, along with a number of the other sports, is actually trying to provide some reasonable um, social cohesion within within communities. Yeah. Um, but you will always get those who have not been able to handle the impact of COVID-19 mm. and, and some of the consequences of that pandemic um, mm. on themselves and on their families. Mm-hmm. Now, the big win this week, I think, uh, tell us about the big win for well, a number of the community clubs, um, thanks to the generosity of for one particular council, yeah? Yeah. Look, um, Cal, as for um, mm. the the mayor of um, the city of Canterbury-Bankstown, uh, he has, to his great credit, uh, remain in constant contact with uh, our sport, but I also know that he has done so with a number of the other community sports. Uh, he's recognised the challenges that community sport has faced, including the fact that you know the season stopped before it even got started. Yeah. Uh, the question around people panicking, deregistrations, mm. uh, limited access to uh, to amenities. Uh, the fact that uh, many, many clubs were unable to do their usual fundraising outside of just the standard registration fees, yeah. uh, the loss of income through through uh, canteen operations, uh, the fact that they were not permitted to have too many spectators at games mm-hmm. as well. So mm-hmm. Cal, to his credit, taken that on board. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, mm-hmm. um, uh, he put forward a recommendation to uh, to council, the yep. Canterbury Bankstown City Council, which was carried uh, unanimously and and um, uh, supported very strongly by the uh, by the deputy mayor mm-hmm. uh, to waive the um, seasonal ground hire fees for uh, for community sport. Amazing. Now, in That's terms huge. of football, yeah. Uh, that reduced operating costs within that footprint of 170,000 wow. a day. That's amazing. And 170,000 dollars is a lot of money Absolutely. across a number of a number of clubs. Yeah. Um, the total um, amount that the council actually waived. Yeah. All up, including all sports, mm. was 262,000. Amazing. So it's over a quarter of a million dollars. That's sensational. And, and yeah. Put, Football mm. um, at a community level and even at an NPL level yes. uh, has been a, a beneficiary of the yeah. approach that the mayor and the councillors have taken yeah. in the city of Canterbury, Bankstown Council. That's amazing. Now, what uh, what will it take for other councils, do you think, to follow? Are they, are they obviously taken notice of this? Look, um, we've got some pretty switched-on mayors uh, there. Cal sort of being the first mayor out of the box. Um, I, I'm, I don't think it'll be too long before uh, Darcy Byrne at, in a Darcy. West Council. 
Who is? Um, Angelo Sarakis uh, at the City of Canada Bay Council. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Faker, the Mayor of, uh, of Burwood, yeah. um, Burwood Council. I don't think it'll be too long for them to sort of move That's great. Uh, on that. There's a, a reasonably new Mayor at um, Strathfield Council, and we've written to him. Uh, okay. We don't have at this stage the connection with him that we do with the the with uh, with Darcy or with An- Angelo or with John, but yeah. we do with the uh, the general manager there, um, Henry Wong. So uh, again, I'm I'm reasonably hopeful and confident yeah. that uh, that uh, all four of those municipalities will do the right That'd thing by community sport, That'd be not just us, but, but for the other sports as well. In yeah, no, that's terrific. Yeah, another hot question on the streets is about uh, medals. Yeah, a lot of a lot of kids want their medals, eh? Now, what's what's the status on that one? Can you tell us? Well, I can tell you that uh, I think there's only about four or five boxes of medals Ooh. now left sitting in the boardroom. Most of the clubs have collected those oh. in the last uh, twenty four hours. Wow! Uh, some of the medals were collected last week. Mm. Uh, and this is for the small side. Small sided, uh, of course. Um, of course. The uh, the premiership medals, they're all sitting in the boardroom, now waiting, ready to go, waiting for the results. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. and just to clarify, they, these because this year, obviously, first past the post, will get the medals, which normally uh, are received by the the winners of a grand final in previous years. Yeah. That that that's correct. Yeah. And we've got something special. Uh, in mind, yes. To, in terms of the perpetual, um, ooh, perpetual what, look out for that one, eh? Yeah, watch this space. Done, it, it will be done virtually. Oh, um, our people, our people are working uh, on that okay. uh, on that concept. I I okay. can tell you that um, uh, two people have been working on f- actually photographing each individual perpetual trophy. Well, it's not an easy well, thing to do because of the mirror reflection of the, um, you know, off the silver trophies. Mm. Uh, and that work will be um, completed probably by Tuesday. That's exciting, yeah. And Well, speaking of trophies, another another hotly contested one is the old Crystal Cup. Is that still at play this year? Just confirm. It's it, it is still in play. Yeah. Um, right. We're keeping quiet. No, a, of a course. Few clubs, a few clubs have, you know, Tripped and fallen over the ball, and uh, they're not in contention. But yeah. there are still a few clubs in there now that are yeah. uh, pretty keen to get their uh, hands on that. Yeah, and then normally we would obviously present that the volunteer recognition dinner. Obviously, due to COVID, we're not going to do that. So I'm assuming that'll be like an announcement later on in the year. Yeah, it, it'll be at the annual general meeting. Oh, there it is. You've heard that. First, the AGM, and what date is that? Do we know that? That's been locked in, hasn't it? That's the last Monday in November. Right. And we'll also do the Bird Harvey Fair oh, Play. Oh, wow. Well, that's as huge. Well. Yeah. We might have to telecast at AGM for the first time. <laughs> Watch out. All right, that's terrific. Uh, any other sort of final comments to uh, parents and players in the last couple of weeks left of community football? Look, just to uh, just to enjoy themselves, yeah. uh, to be grateful for the fact that it's terrific. 
they, we've been able to put on a competition this year mm. and most importantly, hopefully they will look to uh, acknowledge their coaches and managers and certainly mm. the volunteers at club level that who have been quite exceptional this year yeah. in dealing with COVID-19. Uh, And at the end of the day, the association is reliant upon those volunteers to have been able to deliver uh, this competition. Yeah, that's great. Oh, that's terrific. Thanks very much, Ian. Some some great stories um, that come out of this season, even though it was a difficult one. But hopefully we'll have some some big highlights to look look back on, eh? Look, I I do have one question for you that I do think is very important. It's a question a lot of people have asked me about, and that is how has Simon Hill performed? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Simon, if you're listening. Canterbury over 35 uh, competition. Well, look, uh, poor Simon, he's he's very athletic and, uh, you know, two games into his uh, debut season, he went for a some sort of bicycle kick, and uh, let me just say, it didn't uh, didn't finish well for Simon. <laughs> but he's had, he had a good season. He had a good couple of games, and poor Simon, he's uh, in his enthusiasm. I think he's nursing an injury at the moment, but he, I'm sure he'll be back. He'll be back, no problem with it. But he did enjoy it, and he was really impressed with the setup at all the various fields that he was. Uh, that he attended, but he was unfortunately the season was very premature for him. Look, um, uh, just one other final thing a rumor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, apart from Simon coming back to play next yeah. year for you, yeah. uh, uh, I have heard that um, you've recruited Andrew Pascalini. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Andy, we'll have to. Andy, if you're listening, um, big call from Ian, your former coach. Wasn't that right, Ian? Weren't you coaching Andy's old team, I think? So I think uh, Andy. Uh, I, I, managed yeah. the, I managed a, uh, an inter-district team where That's um, right. Andy was the, uh, <laughs> the second-choice goalkeeper. Andy. Uh, yeah. he, he did get a run, but he was the shortest goalkeeper <laughs> in the representative competition. Yeah. Now, look, Andy was uh, – he's very excited. I think uh, he's been doing a lot for uh, uh, health promotion through his heartbeat of football there. And uh, I believe Andy said he might be looking into his – he's organised a fundraiser with Craig Johnson a couple of weeks ago, Arnie next week, and I believe – IH, Ian Holmes might be the third one. <laughs> so, watch uh, it. It'll be, it'll more likely be one of the prominent referees. I think perhaps Gary Power. Uh, he could, <laughs> yeah. He could, absolutely. Um, he could do it. He could do a luncheon with Gary Power, who has uh, really good stories to uh, tell yeah. about his uh, time absolutely. in uh, refereeing internationally. Mm, yeah. And also, Ian, just to look forward, though, a couple of things. I know summer football, I believe that that's sort of in planning mode in terms of recruitment and promotion across the district. There's a few competitions going on. Absolutely. Um, Again, uh, the volunteers at a number of the clubs have uh, stepped up uh, to continue to provide the opportunity for people to participate in football outside of what you would normally um, referred to as the traditional autumn uh, winter period. So, yeah, all yeah. of that's underway. No, exciting. And I think there'll be a couple of um, upgraded fields next year, right? And, and um, Yeah, there is. Yeah. Um, 
uh, again, uh, there'll be uh, major undertakings at, uh, at Rudd Park. Again, by the, and I take my hat off to the, the City of uh, Canterbury-Bankstown uh, yeah. Council. Mm. Uh, they are going to do quite substan- substantial works there yep. to uh, regenerate and mm. renovate uh, one of our traditional grounds, uh, yeah. the ground of um, one of our foundation clubs, uh, Belmore mm-hmm. Eagles Football Club. Yeah, that's so brilliant. we're certainly looking forward to that work. Yeah. There's also the, the work, the ongoing work in uh, the final stages of um, upgrades at Henley Park that will be uh, occurring during the off-season as well. No, it's really exciting, isn't it? And um, and I just probably I – I don't want to finish on a sad note. I think with the last time we spoke, we, we lost someone special um, recently, obviously, and we interviewed together. Um, late last year, um, it, that was a huge loss for Cedis uh, Fay. Yeah, look, losing somebody like Vince Laws, who mm. quite frankly was an iconic uh, figure. Yeah, um, it, it it hit home. Mm. Um, he's been, of course, one of the mainstays of the Canterbury Junior Soccer Club. Yeah, um, you know, going back into the the sixties. Wow. Uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, have the opportunity to basically say farewell to Vince. Wow. And um, he, one of the things he said is nobody should be sad. Mm. He'd had a good and uh, full life. Yeah. Um, he was ready to go. Uh, he was just happy that he had been able to make a, a contribution um, what amazing to contribution. the game. And, yeah. and that is, that's just the style of fellow that um, mm. No, that's brilliant. No, amazing. All right, well, thanks very much for your time and uh, we'll have, we'll, I'm sure I'll see you soon, probably the next week or so, wearing the uh, your famous hat. Uh, we're yet to wear the, the hat this year, to be fair. I think we've got a bit of collateral there and uh, we'll have to have that on display over the next few weeks, eh? <laughs> okay, mate. Okay, all, thank all, you. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. All right.